forward on this. All right, David, tell me a story. Long time ago, galaxy far, far away. <laughs> Maybe uh, not that story. Well, <laughs> these are things people have heard already. Yeah. Um, so I, I was thinking about this and what story to tell. And uh, I don't think you ever found out why I, I left Arizona. No. Okay. Um, backstory, uh, Zane and I did work together very briefly at Grand Canyon University. And I was an instructor there of, gosh, like communications and English and, and all kinds of strange things. That's, in, of course, in Phoenix. And I had grown up in Michigan. And we had just done a really cool play that you did the first write-up on um, that no one else has ever seen since. <laughs> you guys have it? That hasn't been produced again? No, no, no. We, we turned into a graphic novel, so that exists. But uh, uh, no, no, that was the, that was the one and only time. So my brother and I still talk about that. He, he went to that with me. Oh, that's so cool. It was, uh, we had a wonderful time doing it. And I think, uh, I think the director's still there. It's a long sorted history of one time only, I guess. Uh, but so I, I, it, I was leaving, uh, Arizona because of, uh, an issue that was in Michigan and I had, uh, grown up in a small town, fairly homogenous and uh, utterly racist small Michigan town. Actually, for a long time, uh, the 60s and 70s, it was like the Klan capital of the Midwest. And uh, it was not a fun place to be. Um, I didn't, like, as a kid, you don't know any better, of course. Uh, and my parents had grown up in Detroit, so they weren't native to, to the town. And they had moved there because bringing your children up in the country was a thing that was uh, uh, preferred. And so as I go through uh, the schooling process there, uh, my sister and I, who was three years younger than me, really kind of developed a distaste for the place. And uh, as I learned more about the world and as I learned, met more people outside in the world, the, the, my desire to leave just got big, so huge. Uh, I eventually, you know, I went to Michigan State. I eventually went to Chicago where I met my wife and we then moved to Phoenix. I swore I would never, ever go back. And I actually uh, made the, the comment at the time that only death would bring me back. And unfortunately, that's that's what brought me back. So uh, my sister uh, ended up, she was married with a, a four-year-old at the time, uh, my niece, Sydney. And they uh, went through some financial issues um, as a family and moved in with my parents. And my sister developed uh, a tumor on a pituitary gland. Uh, she went in for surgery and during the surgery, they botched it and they nicked her brain with a laser. And so it kind of mimicked what a stroke was. She ended up living with my parents and they were taking care of her. Uh, at the time, my mom was kind of hiding uh, COPD and uh, so much was going on. We didn't really notice my father's dementia. All these things, these things are, are coalescing and, you know, and there's a four-year-old to raise. So there's that. As my sister's condition progressed and then there was some like, there was, there was brain damage and there was uh, other issues to it. And my, my parents felt so bad about it. They felt so incredibly bad about it that they kind of defaulted into the four-year-old running the, the house. What's everyone going to have for dinner today? Well, of course it's going to be pancakes and chicken nuggets because that's what kids eat. And so my, they would give my sister um, who couldn't 
discern what was uh, affecting her negatively, um, whatever, you know, the, the family was doing and, and she was sedentary. And so she started to gain a lot of weight. Uh, she was big to begin with, but she started to gain a lot of weight and eventually uh, sleep apnea killed my sister in, in the house. And so uh, I come up and I, I get the news uh, I'm teaching and I canceled class and, and uh, I made uh, arrangements to come to Michigan, of course, to, uh, to try and, you know, help things out, set things right. And when uh, my wife and I got here, it was uh, worse than we could have imagined. It was just, uh, you know, my mom was was unable to, to, to function. My father was a, a mess, of course, despite uh, the, the physical conditions. And uh, my niece needed a lot. She, she just, she was a four-year-old. And we laugh about it now, but she would walk around because she was being raised by, you know, people in their late 60s. And she would say, oh, my back. Oh, I can't do that. Oh, because, you know, her grandmother and grandfather would complain about the aches and pains all the time. So she was just mimicking behavior. So uh, we decided that we had to come to Michigan. I, I had to I had to move to the place I uh, I did not like, uh, still didn't like it. I mean, I, I've come to terms with it over the, the past decade or so. But there was uh, so much need. People needed us. And so we got here, we moved into my parents' house and, and, you know, at that point noticing that the finances were a little weird and people were getting forgetful. And so I took over those things as well. But best part about all of this, I mean, I, I don't want to drown people in tragedy, but the best part about this is my wife and I, we were never going to have kids. We, we decided that, you know, either there was a, uh, a medical issue, why, or fate or something, but we just, we just never had kids. And I kind of inherited this this wonderful person, this very, very cool person. If anything positive came out of it, it was this relationship that I got to build with with Sydney, who turned into you know a de facto daughter at that point. And uh, I mean, she still calls me Uncle David and Aunt Sandy. We reminisce about you know the wonderful yet awful times that there were. Uh, and my parents are both gone now as well. So it was just the three of us hanging out, you know, living and living in the place. And as time moved on, it felt that this bond was growing closer. And um, I think that I, I got the, the cool parent things out of a relationship without the diapers. You know, I didn't, I, I didn't have all the negative aspects of it. I didn't have the up all night and the crying babies. And then, so I kind of avoided all that part. I uh, got to see this this really remarkable kid grow up. And as she's growing up, she's growing up in the same small town that I grew up in. And I'm watching her like see the place for for what it's for what it is as she gets older and as she experiences more things. And she this burning desire for her that she wants to leave. So she's turning into me, essentially. And, and I'm like, hey, I, I may have pushed it a little bit that way. You know, my the ideology may have rubbed off a bit, but who knows? And um what she's going through, she's graduating from the same high school I went to. And she, so she graduated this year, despite all the loss in her life, which it's been tremendous. She uh, lost her paternal grandparents. Uh, and right around the same time, my father passed away last year and her maternal grandmother, my mother. And we actually, you know, had to put her dog to sleep in the middle of all <laughs> this of last Christmas. And so she's had this, she's, she's grown up really really fast and she's matured incredibly fast. And, and I think um, she has seen things that, that most, you know, 18 year olds haven't at that point. And I'm so proud of her because she's decided to take these experiences and she's moving into a field where she can kind of, you know, write some of these wrongs. So while in high school, um, she got her EMT license 
and she is going to go to Wayne State in Detroit, Wayne State University, to study biomed while she's EMTing in Detroit. You know, she was a party to so many EMT visits for my parents. My father was a he was a really big guy. He was six at one point six six, and just massive. So we we had issues like getting him around, lifting him up if he fell down. So she was always on the receiving end of that. And she saw in these helpers an avenue for her to take as a helper as well. And I'm like, oh, this is, I mean, it was, a, it was amazing to watch. I was kind of hoping she'd follow in the family business of, you know, making horrible stories. And But she chose to actually contribute to society, I guess, whatever, do whatever you want. And uh, so she's going to start it in the fall. Currently, uh, at 18, she has her, her job, her summer job, is um, there's, a, there's a really large nature camp here that, that houses children, and they have day camps, and there's, there's hundreds of children, and she is uh, the health officer for this entire camp. The, the level of respons- responsibility that she's taken on has, has been absolutely remarkable. As a story in and of itself, it probably sounds tragic, but the outcome has been so incredibly stellar. And, and I feel incredibly fortunate that, uh, you know, I could in the, just some small way have a hand in this person that is, that is so poised to do amazing things right now. So that's a, uh, that's my story I'm sticking to it.